Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the Peace of Mind podcast. My name is Butul Zalikha. I'm Samaya Seba. And I'm Fatima Siddiqui. We first want to begin by wishing everyone who celebrates Eid Mubarak. Um, alhamdulillah, in today's episode, we've been given the opportunity to have two guests. We first have Dr. Sheba, who is a board-certified psychiatrist. Assalamu alaikum. And we also have Sister Linda. Um, would you like to introduce yourself, Sister Linda? Uh, yes, sister, I will. Uh, my name is Linda Rahim. I'm a 70-year-old African-American. I've lived in Miami-Dade County since 1955. I've been a, I'm a member of the Islamic School of Miami. Uh, I have uh, worked in the field of marketing all of my professional life. My last 35 years of employment was with Florida International University where I taught marketing, and for 14 years, I was the assistant dean of the College of Business. MashaAllah. Um, so actually, in today's episode, we wanted to have an open discussion about current events that have occurred in the past weeks, specifically about police brutality towards the Black community and the spurring racism throughout the United States. Over the past couple of months, our fears have been focused on the coronavirus. So we've been trying to keep ourselves, family, and friends safe. And this has allowed our justice system to take advantage of the crimes that they've committed towards innocent black lives, specifically the murders that they've done. Um, this includes the murders of Maud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, and most recently George Floyd. Um, none of these individuals committed any crimes, but suffered undesirable deaths because of the color of their skin. And the sad reality is that racially targeted police brutality is nothing new at all. For years and years, people of color have dealt with racism, especially African-Americans. And so, Sister Linda, can you tell us a bit about your personal experiences as a Black woman raised in the United States? Uh, sure. Uh, first thing, um, I grew up in a 100% segregated environment. If you can picture Miami in 1955, uh, there were pockets of neighborhoods where only Blacks lived. Uh, in 1960, my family moved from what's known as Liberty City. Some of you who've grown up in Miami, you've heard that name before. We moved to Richmond Heights. It was a neighborhood that was created for African-American World War II veterans. My dad, my mom, my grandmother, and eventually my three sisters uh, we grew up in Richmond Heights. Um, I went to Frank C. Martin, which was at the time an all-black elementary school in my neighborhood. At seventh grade, I instead of going to a junior high school, which was close to the Richmond Heights area, we bus to Goose, about a 20-25 minute ride every morning to an all-black school. Today, mm -hmm. it's a conservatory of the arts. But in 1960, it was the Black High School in South Aid, where everybody that was African-American uh, had to attend. Uh, there was no integration. I did not meet my first uh, non-Black student until I graduated from high school. And I was amongst the first 100 people to show up at the Kendall campus of Miami-Dade. Mm -hmm. I probably was one of the first hundred uh, non-white students that was a an accounting major at the Kendall campus. 
Upon graduating from the from the Kendall campus, I went to Florida State University. Being the only black, being a female in the College of Business, it was a challenge. But thank God I had a family, a mom and a dad. Uh, I had had all black teachers and they always whispered in our ears, you can do it. You're bright enough to be there. Your grades are strong enough. You can hang in there and you can do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tallahassee in 1968, uh, you had the Klan's writing. You had uh, people who were not necessarily inviting uh, to people who were not Caucasian. And many times the professors in the classes would refer to the Black students as you people, you people. So it was tough. I have a question. Uh huh. So you said that you had a lot of support from your um, family. Right. Did you ever have any um, self doubt or problems with confidence? Well, uh, I would say uh, when you're in an African American all black environment, uh, we had teachers who were always looking to help you achieve, not be a failure. So when you got a counselor that's telling you you can do it, when you when you got every teacher that's dealing with you saying you can do it, and you, you got parents saying you can do it, um, I mean I wasn't uh, the sharpest uh, tool in the toolbox, but um, I, I certainly had people whispering in my ear saying you can do it, and that's where it, it matters. And that's really powerful, too. And, you know, looking back, like, now at our current day issues, um, Mm -hmm. we actually wanted to ask Dr. Sheba, what's your perspective on how this is affecting um, our mindset and also possibly even children, their anxiety and their stress level? Yeah, I mean, that's an excellent question. And I think, um, you know, I appreciate Sister Linda sharing her experiences, but I think right now what's happened recently at the timing that it's happened like post post covid during covid um the visuals that are being presented on social media and um the video if anybody's seen it um or by now most people have seen it it's it's quite disturbing um to watch to watch something like that happen in broad daylight in the middle of the day in public it's it's all over for everyone to see Mm -hmm. and it's it's hurtful it's heartbreaking and it's disturbing at the same time so I think the aftermath of this is going to be obviously depressing and anxiety provoking for so many for so many Um, and especially for people of the same race to have the fear of that happening to them. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not an irrational fear to have after watching that. So I think that just not to minimize the fact that just to even watch something and knowing that that's a reality of today's day and age that we're living in is going to have its consequences on the mind. And it is going to make people feel more depressed, more scared, more anxious. And that's something that I think the mental health providers are prepared to support um, everyone through whatever it is that they experience, especially 
you know, if the fear itself is not an irrational fear based on what they've seen. Uh, because it's not easy to see something like that and to digest it and accept it as a reality. It's, it's extremely disturbing. So I think we sometimes minimize the effects of social media and the news and how it makes us feel. And now, you know, for something like this to happen and it's so extreme, uh, let's not forget that the mind will have an impact or, or the, the situation will have an impact on the mind. Um, and so therefore, we're here to support and help um, help the issues that are going to happen and come up as a backlash, which, of course, we're anticipating that depression, anxiety, um, even PTSD, you know, um, is going to come up from something like this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and again, um, Sister Linda, question for you, I guess, that comes to my mind is from everything you've experienced having been raised and now to see this happen right now in 2020 how does it make you feel and how is it different from what you've experienced in the past I mean is it something that you feel shocked about or is it something that you feel like okay this is happening again like how how does it make you feel that that's happening today in this day and age well well uh doctor uh, I have a black son uh-huh. and anybody with a black son anybody uh-huh. Black with a black son is not mm-hmm. my son is not a 16 year old. My mm-hmm. son is almost a 38 year old. And mm-hmm. every time my son comes uh, to Miami, we have the same conversation as an, an African American with a 13 year old son. We go over the rules of what will ha- what happens if you're stopped by a police mm-hmm. on his drive back home when he gets home we want a phone call we don't go to sleep until we hear his voice and know he's in his house safe Mm -hmm. so we're not surprised it's probably more um dangerous being a black male than being a black female but Mm -hmm. everybody that i know that's black have the same fears have the same anxiety we're in shock we thought that body cameras were going to be um, a saving grace. You know, if somebody with a camera, a phone, and they take a video of something, mm-hmm. and you can see it, that you're going to get some justice. That ain't true. That's not true. So, so everybody's afraid. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I, I can sympathize with you. I mean, I've heard... Um, you know, just some of our close friends that are physicians in the community and and they are same same concern for their young boys, yeah. uh, you know, driving around. And they're like, you know, when when you're a black male driving, uh, you, you know, around and the, I know I know because the parents, you know, uh, that are our colleagues, our friends, you know, and our brothers, our sisters, and, and we hear this, the, the concern that's happening for their children. And I can completely understand that this must be a, a fear that you've had for so long. Um, and it's, it's certainly, it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing to go to sleep with that night. Uh, that's right. You know, being a person of color, it's important for me and others like me to stand in solidarity with my black brothers and sisters. You know, it's a time for us to be unified with the Black community. Looking back at that crime scene that happened with George Floyd, one of the cops at the site was a person of color. And for me, at least, it's super disheartening and upsetting to see a person of color standing, being the mid-center 
of a discriminatory act. And the truth is that people of color don't suffer from the same systematic oppression as black people. And it's important on our part that we stop competing to victimize ourselves during these tragic times. And this is not to invalidate anyone else's hardships or struggles, but to remind yourselves to stay strong with our black brothers and sisters. And remember that we can, we have to continue being allies for our black brothers and sisters and not enemies. Yeah. And it's sad because if we look into our own cultures as well, we find intercultural racism. You know, when a baby is born, if it's lighter, it's, you know, uh, equated to be more beautiful or possibly even like more successful. And then if it's darker, then subhanAllah, this is completely contradictory to what our deen teaches us because one of the Prophet Muhammad's prominent goals was to eradicate racism and tribalism. We see this when he put Bilal, عنه, who was an African slave, in what is known to be one of the highest honorable positions, a mu'addin. Um, and for those who don't know, a mu'addin is someone who calls others to prayer. So going back to it, what, to what Fatima said, it's our job, especially as Muslims, to ensure that we seek and enter racism. Um, and make sure that we go out of our way to make sure that everyone feels welcomed, especially on the basis of color. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of the times where social media is a, a massive blessing for us, and we should definitely take advantage of it. The least you can do is learn more about the situation, but a lot of us can do much more. Um, one of the big things you can do is sign a petition. There's actually multiple petitions, and a lot of them you can just send a text to a specific number. And you should share these petitions around to your friends and family and also talk to them about it. Don't just send it and say, oh, can you just click this link real quick? Talk to them about what's going on. And even in our families, a lot of us, like our parents might not be aware. And so we should be having those conversations. And if you want to do more, you can donate to the families of the victims, the protesters cause or black owned businesses. And we have to realize that when you're silent, you're abusing your pr privilege. Also, remember that when you're sharing pictures or, or videos of the protest, you should make sure that the, the faces are blurred and especially make sure that you're being mindful of what you're taking in because there's a lot of false information out there. Right. Definitely keep a lookout at the things that you're receiving on your feed. You know, a lot of stuff on there are negative and are broadcasted through a different point of view. But there's a lot of good also coming out from this and people are out after the Minnesota, after the writing and stuff, people went out to clean up and they're, you know, keep an eye out for that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And sisters, I just want to provide additional support if anybody needs, um, you know, whether it's depression, anxiety as a result of all of this and um, to provide compassion and sympathy and empathy and support to anyone who needs it. So I, I'll share more information with you guys. If anybody needs, they can contact you guys and then contact me through there if they need um, mm -hmm. any kind of one-on-one, -on -one, um, uh, you know, if they need counseling and support through this. We're certainly here to support you guys. Yes, um, our email is always open to whoever <laughs> wants to send any questions, concerns, or just what they're feeling. If they want someone to talk to, we're always there for them. It's peace of mind podcast 14 at gmail.com. Again, that's peace of mind podcast 14 at gmail.com. And we also want to thank Dr. Sheba and Sister Linda for volunteering their time today. Alhamdulillah, I think we will all leave with some new knowledge and perspective. If we want to see change, we really need to work together to achieve it. 
and stand in support of one another and be there for all of our brothers and sisters, inshallah. 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 We have also attached links to this episode, one of them being a link to sign a petition for achieving justice for George Floyd. There are also other links that we've included to garner support for the Black Lives Movement, including a donation link to help protesters pay for their bail. Even though some of these organizations have surpassed their goal, we mustn't stop ourselves from providing support. Again, if you guys have any suggestions, concerns, or questions, you can email us at peaceofmindpodcast14 at gmail.com. Black Lives Matter. Assalamu alaikum. Mm-hmm.